0: Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. I'm your host, Jared Weich, joined by Jordan. Greetings, mates. How are we doing today, lads? And Dom. Dark Souls is a masterpiece. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Uh, Episode 108, uh, in terms of what we've been playing... Uh, I mentioned before the show I haven't been playing anything really. Um, my friend who's in the armed forces it was his last week down before he heads back, so all my free time was pretty much spent just you know hanging out that kind of thing. Um, I think the only thing I had a chance to play this week was some more Graveyard Keeper. I think it's a like crack. Graveyard um, Keeper. Yeah, it's just the the gameplay hook is so solid. Um, you know, you you unlock like a new thing in the on the crafting table, learning how to do a different technology or like learn how to cremate bodies or do a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's a lot of systems in that game, so I just get like buried in. And like I told you last week, Dom, it's one of those things like whenever you you rest to regain stamina, I'm just like I'll just do one more day. I'll just do one more day, you know. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. And little you know, you end up spending an hour playing the game when you're only trying to hop in for a couple of minutes. Um, it's pretty much all I played. Um, in terms of anything else, uh, been reading comics and. Um, I guess the, the thing in terms of watching that's pretty big is I watched uh, I started up Punisher finally, I finally got around to it really liking it, about three episodes in exactly what I expected, having a good time with it I really love John Bernthal I, I like him in almost, I don't think there's been a movie that I've seen him in that I didn't like his performance he was like really good in Fury uh, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Wolf, on, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I loved him in that um, Baby Driver yeah baby, yeah, baby Driver, of course. Even uh, Walking Dead, obviously. I just like him as an actor. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me in terms of what I've taken in and
1: entertained myself with. What about you guys? Yeah, Dark Souls, more more and more. A whole lot more. But I talked about it a lot last week, so... I'm just... I'm approaching uh, Platinum Territory. Just putting that out there. Damn, you
2: are on PlayStation. Okay.
1: Just... Wow, are you already on New Game Plus? I assume. Uh, yeah, I'm just about to. I'm gonna. I'm wrapping up a few things, and then I'm yeah. Once
2: you know where you're going in these games, they got to be a lot
0: different.
1: It's way faster.
0: Uh, yeah, and easier. Yep. Well, even just knowing like bosses, it's like the intimidation factor is no longer there after the first playthrough. Well, maybe the second right. playthrough. <laughs> you know? no. Yeah, you're probably not like
2: having to repeat boss fights. You're probably not dying a lot. Very rarely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, I mean, by your second and third playthrough, if you're just going for, like, uh, trophies or achievements, you can e- easily just call in, a, like, an NPC and also, like, some human help, you know? And just make right, it right. cake so you can just get through it to get to the points you human need to get help? to. So, um, that's awesome to hear. Uh, isn't there, I'm just, I know in Dark Souls 3, you have to get to, like, new game plus 2 to get, like, the ring of, uh, plus ring plus. of life plus 2 and, um, like, some items only spawn in, like, new game plus 2 and 3, right? I don't know if that's in one, though.
2: Plus, plus, uh, and plus, plus, plus.
1: Yeah, so in, in one, as, as part of one of the uh, trophies, you have to get you know, all rare weapons or whatever, including the boss soul weapons. So <clears throat> one of the bosses, um, Sif, the great wolf or whatever, you need his soul three times to make three different weapons for that trophy. So you have to play through the game two and a half times to, to get Christ. that. Yeah. And the worst part of it is um, there's other weapons or there's other trophies around, like, you know, upgrade this weapon to the max or whatever and <laughs> yeah for that one you can actually spam it because you just have to upgrade it and then you get the trophy so you can even though the materials are finite per playthrough you could just get the trophy and then shut the game off and then you're reloaded go back yeah. yeah but with the rare weapons trophy you have to have them all in your inventory simultaneously so you can't do that they they thought ahead yeah it's fuckers well
0: maybe there's something they didn't think of you know Oh, or or they the, didn't
1: think it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But I can't wait to hear when you have, are. You do you think you're finally going to get it? You're gonna. Is it something you're just going to chip away at for a while? Yeah, I, I think it'll take another two weeks. Well, are you are you picking up Spider Man at launch? I don't remember if you said you are. Yeah. Do you think I'm you'll get it done to. before then, or you think you're going to do it like simultaneously, like when you don't want to take a break from Spider Man? <clears throat> I'm gonna get it done before Spider Man. That's my, that's my goal. It's <laughs> <laughs> so your so. personal challenge. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bold strategy, cod and we'll see if it pays off. Is that is that
1: it? Just Dark Souls? That's that's it, man. That's been. It. I watched a lot of Clone Wars. Oh nice! Fuck yeah! I didn't it's know get, you were still going with that. It's getting really good. I'm like almost with season four. It's getting real good. It's getting with actually worth watching.
0: With Clone Wars, does the movie Ouch. happen before or after the series?
1: It's like before. the second.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes, yeah. it
2: leads it like, in. It was actually yeah. supposed to be the first several episodes, and they
0: just mushed it into a movie. movie. Okay. Cool. Uh, Jordan, you weren't with us last week, so let us know what you've been playing. Yeah, Dom, are you aware that they're bringing Clone Wars back? Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, you've heard, because I know you started watching before that. but um. that's That announcement is what made me, you know, push me like, oh crap, I gotta get, get back. back into it. Yeah, finish it up oh, nice. before that new season. Finish the final. Mm-hmm. So what I've been playing
2: is quite a bit of Dead Cells on the Nintendo Ooh. Switch gaming system. Um. so yeah it's very fucking difficult it's not even that it's difficult it's like obviously it's a Souls-like type of deal uh, but the thing is that makes it very similar to those games is that once you understand the enemies' uh, attack animations and their different styles and um, you start to get a grip on the mechanics then you start uh, moving a lot quicker and feeling things out a lot better, and you just kind of get that rhythm and flow with the game. And uh, it's difficult in the sense that it will catch you slipping real quick, like there's just no room for error, and you do kind of get in a, a flow state where you're moving real quick, because it doesn't have a dash, but it has a roll that's that feels almost more like a dash, to be honest. And so you are moving around quick and you have to get around enemies to uh, defeat a lot of them properly so um, it's got this Metroidvania style but then it also has roguelike elements because um, when you die you start the entire game over and you're basically just pushing through to see how far you can get and you bank Uh, It's a little bit different, like you can bank your cells uh, at the end of a level, which are essentially like, you know, Blood Echoes or Souls. You can bank those at the end of a level, but unlike uh, the Souls games, you can't just decide, oh, I've got 20 cells on this level, I'm just going to head back to um, the Engineer, whatever the fuck the guy's name is that you sell him to. Because that door locks once you leave the in-between space, uh, in-between levels. So you have to make it to the end of the, this level that you're at. You can't just fast travel out or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, it's difficult in the sense that uh, you're constantly on edge and trying not to die and trying to uh, beef yourself up and um, give yourself the best power-ups and weapons you can to give yourself just enough edge to get to the next level. Um, just so you can bank your cells and eventually you're basically like building your character up over time so that it'll make it a lot easier to get through those first few levels and you'll be able to basically get through the game in one uh, fell swoop without dying so um yeah it's um i don't usually use the word addicting uh to explain things a lot and i wouldn't even say that here but it is definitely fun it's something that uh keeps you going and Even if you're getting your teeth kicked in, you're still wanting to get back into it. Um, A lot of people say that these types of games are fair and that you know what you've done wrong whenever you screw up, but I think this one is actually one of the few true examples of that. So, um, yeah. I'm enjoying it very much, and I'm sure I'll play it quite a bit more. Um, And it'll be great on the Switch to chip away at. Um, So, yeah. Definitely recommend it.
0: Uh, I saw one complaint with it. Um, and that's like so the final boss I don't know if you've made it there or not but um, absolutely not yeah so the final boss I guess people are kind of upset because there's some like like uh, frame issues with the boss I've seen like several gifs of basically and obviously the game's hard as hell um, so it makes it even more frustrating that this issue occurs on top of it already being difficult but uh, I've seen tons of gifs of people fighting the boss and they get a uh, kill shot, but the animation for them dying hap- and losing their health happens before the animation of him swinging his sword up to them, if that makes sense. yeah. So like the game basically yeah. marks that they died before they even see that they got hit, um, mm-hmm. before he even starts his swing animation. It's like a very weird, I don't know if it's an error in the game code or something, but I've seen a good number of people that were enjoying the game just get so frustrated by that because they felt, like you said, the rest of the game is so honest that, like, this weird thing happens where you feel like you're getting cheated out, right? Because, like, the frame the frame animations are don't line up correctly. So, like, you think you're yeah. fine and doing well and then you die and then you're like, oh, what? And then he swings a sword. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of kind of tough because these people have loved this game and then they just... It seems like a lot of people... I wouldn't say a lot of people, but a good amount of people are kind of putting it to the side and, you know, taking a break from it just because that's so frustrating. So, hopefully you don't encounter yeah. that when you get there. But it seems like it's been an uh, issue people are dealing with.
2: Yeah, hopefully they'll have a patch out. Uh, but I know, I haven't even seen that, but I can I can just tell, like, what you're describing. Shit like that absolutely sucks when um, there's just certain times where you know, like, no, I did hit this Enemy that I'm fighting, or um, I did hit him before he killed me, whatever, and it just doesn't register with the game. And it's not like you're going to call the fucking developer and be like, (laughs) Hey, give me a fucking cookie, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it just sucks. And that's a clear example of that. So I I hate that for those people. Hopefully, I won't have to deal with it. But um, besides that, since I haven't been on the show in a minute, in the meantime, I have finished Sony Santa Monica's God of War reboot just now? Uh, Well, in the time that I've been gone. Motherfucker! Oh my god, it's singing. Oh my god, I'm dumb, and I just play games whenever I want, and I beat them, and then I'm done with them. And I watched the spoiler cast before you even thought about it. (laughs) Did
0: the same thing with Ratchet and Clank. You're still not done with that game? (laughs) It's (laughs) It's been <laughs> months since that came out! Jordan's Jordan's the king of, like, let it simmer. <laughs> He's just, like, <laughs> taking my time. That's exactly right, dude. I
2: love... If that's what works for like, you... like, oh, I can't get back into games when I've jumped out. It's like, no, I take, like, a two-hour play session and just, like, reteach the game to myself. It's like, I love playing games, you're right, Jared, over time and letting something... Sink in, and this especially is something you know similar to Ratchet and Clank. They're both like reimaginings, um, and they're both franchises that I uh, deeply care about. So, taking both of these games slowly is actually uh, to my benefit personally. So, I would say that um, I definitely enjoyed God of War. I definitely think that the story is solid. I do think it's overrated um, and just the game in general is overrated. I think it's a great game. I don't think it's like a groundbreaking, incredible, uh, mind-boggling game. Uh, like Game of the Generation? I, yeah, no, I don't agree with those. <laughs> I Game of the
1: but Generation. I,
2: <laughs> I do think that... Uh, clearly, that's Mad Max uh, by Avalanche Studios. Whoa! No, I'm kidding. Jesus but, uh, Christ. I, I do think that... Uh, there's definitely, no you know, cake. some merit to God of War, and I'm uh, definitely comfortable where uh, where I think Sony Santa Monica is at with their studio and that franchise. So, um, I've talked a lot about that game. I won't go too much uh, deeper into it, other than um, it is a satisfying ending. It certainly is uh, interesting as far as you know what could come next for this seemingly rebooted trilogy I guess you could say and uh, I'm happy to see this Norse mythology working out so well because I love Norse mythology and I will say that it seems like Norse mythology has really become a a thing especially because of the Marvel movies bringing it into uh, mainstream culture and now games like this and Hellblade Um, and I just think that stuff is so cool Um, so I'm glad to see that for sure it's one of the games I'm most uh, excited
0: to play when I get my PS4. Um, yeah,
2: that's what I was going to ask, is when can we all three discuss it, do you think? Oh I, will, I will. there's so I'll, much I need to say. I'll,
0: I'll be finished with God of War before the end of the year, 100%. I don't know when exactly, Word. but I'll yeah. be done with it before the end of the year. Um, the crazy thing, too, is I have it knock on wood... Had the first like boss fight that everyone talks about being so amazing spoiled for me. I don't even know who you fight. Oh, I've geez. been able to oh, steer clear you. of spoilers. Dude, stay away. Uh, Just yeah, stay well, yeah. away. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm I'm excited. Norse That's mythology great. is definitely like on the extended list of like the Jared starter pack. So like it's uh, all I want. Um, uh,
1: man, the
2: Jared starter pack. I mean, Did you
1: guys. Let me say this much, Jared. It there's parts that I don't want to say this the right way. I mean, the game is what it is, but then there's there's areas that allow you to explore more stories and other things. You know, and I haven't done war. a ton of that, I'll say that much.
0: Yeah. So like you're saying that since I'm into Norse mythology, like, there's nooks and crannies that'll let me, like, dig deeper yeah. into that. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. You'll, absolutely. you'll get the most
1: out of it as far as that's concerned, yeah.
0: Did you guys see yeah. the concept art of the Egypt stuff that came out this week?
1: No. Uh, so I don't know if it was Corey
0: Barlog or somebody, but they released concept art of uh, the game. Was originally the original plan was for it to be Egyptian mythology, and there's concept yeah. art of Kratos with the kid, but obviously he's in Egyptian attire. And there's like a, I don't know if it was a sphinx or what exactly it was. I don't I can't I don't even know what monster it was, but there was a monster on screen, um, and it definitely looked like God of War 2018, but instead of Norse mythology, Egyptian. So. It looks really cool. Yeah,
2: it's not a spoiler to say that there's a board in the game that they look at that has uh, emblems for other mythologies. Cool. So it has the eye for uh, Egyptian mythology. It has a symbol for Celtic mythology. Um, it obviously has the omega symbol for the Greek mythology, and then it also has um, oh, what is the last one, Dom? Have you seen this? I've seen. I know what you're talking about, book. but
1: I didn't know the symbols. It's <laughs> Egyptian,
0: Greek, Celtic. Because
1: it's like eye,
2: the it's eye like eye? the
0: Celtic interwoven brand. I, I'm assuming that it's the Eye of Ra, the Omega symbol, yeah. obviously, and then right. yeah.
2: I cannot remember what the fourth one is. My goodness. Interesting. We can we but can anyways, about it about yeah. <laughs> these. It, it just shows that they're they're looking at that other stuff. But I do think it's going to be you know it'd probably be ten years before we play God of War Egypt because they're going to do like three games in Norse mythology.
0: At yeah, least. like. I really hope it's like Ragnarok and Valhalla. Um, obviously they don't need to do those story specifically, but like those themes would be really dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. what else besides God of War? Sorry to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. Uh, so that's most of what I
2: played. Uh, I had my birthday this past weekend and had my brothers and my mom over for, woop woop. Um, you know, cake and dinner and all that. And we were playing some Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, as you do uh, when you got people over. And uh, I've been watching a bunch of movies I went through I am going to see the new one this weekend um, But I I went through the Mission Impossible series Hell yeah And um, really enjoyed that Uh, For people that know what I'm talking about I would say the order of my favorites Goes uh, 4, 1, 3, 5, 2 So far and um, Ghost Protocol is fucking awesome that's the one from 2011 uh, where they introduced Jeremy Renner uh, after 3 with Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, it's just fucking awesome man it's just a great movie not just a great uh, action movie or whatever but I will say uh, probably the biggest pull of this series is the uh, such well crafted action so I gotta give him props for that and that's uh, why I've enjoyed watching these mostly I was watching them in 4K too so that really helps but um, yeah cool stuff and I'm excited to see Fallout and I'm glad I kind of gave that franchise another chance or you know kind of decided to get back into it um doing the same with the Ocean Series and I watched 11 and 12 and uh obviously 11's great 12 I did not really like that much it's kind of wacky the stuff that they decided to do with it but uh
0: is 12 the new one with the girls?
2: No, that's 8, so there's 11, 12, 13, oh, okay, and gotcha. 8. Gotcha. Yeah, so I've got two more left. Um, and then... Um, also going through uh, the older Batman movies. Um, so I hadn't seen Batman 1989 and hadn't seen Batman Returns. Uh, oh, really? I watched Returns, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah, very different takes on these characters very different Uh, I would say the thing I like the most is Gotham City itself Tim Burton's Gotham City is really really fantastic These movies have a huge influence on the animated series, which has a huge influence on Batman as we know it today and um, That Gotham City that you see in those movies I think is um, Where the Gotham that we know today comes from so um, really cool stuff there. Um, solid movies, I would say. Keaton is a solid Batman. I do think people are, are kidding themselves. It's really just nostalgia when they say he's better than, like, Bale, um, or even Affleck. I think Affleck's a great Batman and Bruce Wayne, so. Uh, well, in BVS. In Justice League. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's it's it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's hokey in Justice League. He doesn't even want to be there, unfortunately. It's weird. That, you yeah. know,
2: who can say? But, you can see in Batman versus Superman, like, oh he's yeah, he's a good fucking actor. He's a good fucking Batman a brief one. So, anyways, um, yeah, watch a bunch of movies. You know, uh, of course, I've been reading comics. I am uh, staying up on Marvel Fresh Start, and then also just caught up on the two current events, uh, which is um, if Infinity Wars, which leads in from Infinity Countdown, has a lot to do with Guardians of the Galaxy and yep. is pretty cool. Um, I'm definitely glad I've caught up on these two, the second one being uh, Hunt for Wolverine, which obviously involves a lot of X-Men stuff, um, and they have one issue left to go of that, so I'm all caught up waiting on that last issue. Um, so it's cool because they're you know resurrecting Wolverine, which, you know, if you're going to be into comics, you just got to accept that like characters come back to life, and they make a lot of jokes in these series about, uh, you know, logan being resurrected but you know it's just unfortunately there's there's shitty stuff in video games there's shitty stuff in movies and there's shitty stuff in comics and that's one of them. It's that it's just like yeah we'll kill off captain america but it won't be for too long don't worry about it you know so yeah what are you gonna do but you know i love comics even though they've they've got some dumb shit about Uh, it
0: so quick question have you been reading both avengers and justice league um, so I'm a little bit further
2: back on DC Rebirth I'm kind of like halfway through catching up on what I want to be caught up on there so I'm like okay. midway through the original Justice League series from Rebirth and they just okay. restarted it uh, but as far as Avengers goes yes and I'm really enjoying that issue 6 was cool this week uh, but 1 through 5 I think are really great and 6 finishes up that arc so I think it's a cool first arc and I've really enjoyed the art especially so uh, what about him?
0: Yeah, I was just—I was wondering, um, I like him both. I would say, on, I, I would consider myself more of a Marvel than DC guy. I like him both, obviously, a lot. Um, but I'm actually enjoying Justice League a bit more. Um, I really like yeah. what they're doing in that story. I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, so I'm not going to say really much anything. But um, it's in a very interesting place. It's so, like, with Avengers, I think it's cool, but I'm not really, like, yearning for the next issue. Like, when it comes, I'm like, cool, I'll read it. I'm, I'm having a great time. With Justice League, I'm like when is this next issue coming out? Like, I just want to see what happens, you know? Um, so, they have me on the hook there. I will I'm really say, interested.
2: with uh, the old uh, Avengers, um, this stuff that they're doing with the Celestials, like, the old school stuff, they're showing you, like, the very first Avengers from, like, a million years ago that were dealing with The Celestials. BC ones, yeah. Yeah, and that shit is really fucking cool, and it looks like they're about to jump in with Ghost Rider on a mammoth next month. Or... They're not exactly, like, every three weeks, I think, because they're doing, like, 18 Avengers a year. But uh, I'm really enjoying that. And the Celestial stuff in modern times is cool, too. And also, I think, um, if you're reading Infinity Wars and you're reading uh, Avengers, you're seeing Loki, like, legitimately be a good guy because he's, um, like, without anyone watching, without him trying to get credit, he's, like, behind the scenes trying to save the fucking universe in this weird <laughs> yeah. way yeah and so that's really cool and then reading infinity wars another cool thing that i wanted to mention is that like the infinity stones you know if you're thanos getting the infinity stones and filling filling up the gauntlet you're only getting the stones for this reality and there's a set of stones for every reality in the marvel universe so like this loki comes through our loki's universe And it's basically Thor as... uh, Loki being Thor. And he's got all these fucking Infinity Stones. And he's, you know, from a totally separate (laughs) universe. So his Infinity Stones don't work Work for our Loki. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. And it is, like, kind of comic book bullshit. But it's also cool at the same time. Some of that stuff is, is, like, a duality of being goofy and kind of stupid, but also being really fucking Really cool, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's comic books yeah, in a nutshell, so well though, man.
0: You'll have, like, yeah. Howard the Duck, but then you'll have some really awesome character arcs and stuff. Um, yeah. Infinity Wars is really cool. My only issue when jumping into it was I wasn't familiar with, um, the black guy who had one of the stones. I forgot his name. Uh Turk? Yeah, just a character I've never been familiar with, so I didn't know who he was yeah. going in. I was like, oh, so, who's this? <laughs>
2: I've been realizing a couple things about comics recently. Uh, someone said something online that I was reading or watching and they were like, you're never going to know everything if you're trying to jump in. You're never oh, going to yeah. know the whole story of the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe and all the reboots and bullshit and stuff like that. Like, You just don't really need to know who he is. He's a minor oh, exactly. character and it's like yeah, they'll kind of give you those info boxes of like, give you a little star in the dialogue and say, see issue 6 of this series if you really want to know what's going on. But most of the time, the stuff that you're worried about the whole universe connecting on and you needing to know, you just don't. And they kind of just skim over a lot of that stuff. And the the stuff that you need to know is in the book that you're reading. So yeah. I think that's an example of that.
0: Yeah. I I didn't have any issue with it. I was just like, I hopped in. I was like, cool, that person has a stone. That person has a stone. That person has a stone. Who's this? Man, who cares? And I think skin. he's
2: <laughs> like one of Kingpin's old guys because he talks about getting beaten by Kingpin. Yeah, I'm like, oh, up. this is like... He's like it's a, a him,
0: dude. like a gray morality mob dude. Got it. Cool. <coughs> Move forward. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we ready to hop into the news? News, news, news. Okay, so... I think Dom is. <laughs> Nerds over here talking about comic books. Um, yeah. As he has... Oh, no, he doesn't have it behind him anymore. Remember when where he used to shoot at? He had the Batman poster behind him? I think it was Batman. Yeah, Vikings. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I oh, thought yeah. he loved um, superheroes. Dom... The first news story Supermassive announces horror anthology Dark Pictures. Uh, this comes by way of uh, the way, place I saw it was Xbox's um, uh, Gamescom uh, live stream that they did. I forgot what it's inside yeah. Xbox. Um, and basically, until Dawn developer Supermassive uh, announced at Gamescom that their new horror, uh, horror anthology, The Dark Pictures, is going to be something they focus on now. Um, they announced the first title for it, the first entry Man of Madon, which releases in 2019 on PS4, Xbox One and PC, so that's great, it's not exclusive anymore, so people on an Xbox can, you know, check out uh, Supermassive's games, uh, this one takes place on like a sea vessel and has to do with, you guys have both seen it, right? The yeah. trailer? And,
2: I have not, actually. Okay,
0: so it's basically, the, and you can correct me Dom, if I get anything wrong or I'm incorrectly explaining it, it's essentially this Think Until Dawn, so it's a group of kids. They get on this old vessel, and they're diving for relics. And it's basically the whole point of it is that these relics could possibly be haunted. And the story goes from there. I don't want to spoil anything, really, because I don't know how much you want to know about it, Jordan. But that's essentially, like, the the pinpoint of the, the story, the horror story here. Is that there are these kids that are deep diving in the water to find relics from sunken ships and stuff. And they come to the realization that some of these things may be haunted or possessed or stuff like that. And that's kind of where the story kicks off. Um, yeah,
1: you only you only, you only, left out uh, that it's fucking awesome and let's go super <laughs> massive. Bring it on, yes.
0: Yeah, it looks super interesting. Um, oh, they didn't really give any uh, specificity in terms of game length, which I don't care about. If this is three hours, I'm fine. If this is eight hours, I'm fine. If there's somewhere in between, I'm fine. I don't really care. I just want to play it. It looks really interesting.
1: Um, I'll pipe in there really quick. I mean, it's implied that, right, this is an anthology yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of implied like each one might be a little smaller than one full game, which I think is a better thing. Because, um, to be honest, Until Dawn actually kind of dragged along, dragged, dragged along at the end a little bit. I think it could have been a little shorter, I think.
0: Yeah, it timed um, up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if these are just a bit shorter and they can, you know, make more of them, you know, in a smaller amount of time, then hell yeah. Let's well, no.
0: The fact that it's an anthology, you can have one that's four hours and one that's three hours or one that's sure. seven hours. Like, yeah. they're not tied to it. Depending on the story they want to tell, they can make it that length, right? So that's good, too. Um, you know, people have been wanting an Until Dawn, too, because everyone loved that game. This is cool. Uh, I think with horror, I think sequels tend to have a lot of trouble in them because you've already seen what that franchise has to offer. So it's hard to come back and scare people even more and, like, up the ante, right? So an anthology kind of works for them where they don't have to revisit that location or that type of monster or those characters with horror they can just go and pick a story they want to do and i was telling you guys before we started recording that they said they have already 39 either like sub genres in horror or like ideas or plot lines or themes that they already have that they want to tackle and after this one releases in 2019 they want to try to hit two a year which is really cool um I'm really interested to see what the price point is for Man Madon. I would assume it's gonna probably gonna be forty. Um, obviously, we're very early. Forty bucks. I think so. Yeah, I think with this anthology so series. One of series, these episodes. Yeah. Well, it's not episodes. It's a game. I'm thinking like twenty ish. No, these are these are full fledged games. That's how big it is. Yeah, I don't
2: think this is it's. But that's it's not, that's one Telltale season is twenty dollars. Yeah, but until Dawn wasn't twenty dollars. But you really think Man of Madonna* is going to be like almost as long as *Until Dawn*, like
1: eight hours, six hours? I think That's half like that. of that.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like
1: it. The trailer kind of feels like like it's about going to be about that size. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I'm going to bet is... it's between twenty and thirty dollars.
0: I say forty at and the then
1: very it, least. <laughs> the other thing is, at least with *Until Dawn*, and by the looks of this one from the trailer, it's way higher production, you know, value than a Telltale Game* that gets cranked out. Well, you know, for sure, I'm engine. just saying,
2: like a Telltale season in a single anthology from Supermassive oh, nice. sounds like comparable.
0: But. I forgot a huge detail. Man of Medan stars our boy from Quantum Break, uh, Jordan. Forgot the actor's name. Sean Ashmore. Yeah, he's the lead in this. Nice. Yeah, Mr. Ice Man. So it seems like they're going to tackle that too. Where until Don had Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, they're clearly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. They're clearly into this.
0: Having that's at least one so. actor people know, yeah. So it's really interesting. Hopefully it pans out. I can't wait to play it. I think we so, all can't wait to play it.
2: I just want to mention uh, Until Dawn 2 real quick. I think that's still got to be a thing. People are have been wondering about that forever. And I hope we're not like in a Bloodborne 2 situation like this in a couple years. But I definitely think that that's an early PS5 title. Uh, yeah. It's got to be. If I'm, that, I, I think that's it. A year, within a year of launch for PS5.
0: Yeah, well, if they're hitting two titles a year, right, they have diff- multiple different teams working on them, I could see as they're handing off back and forth which one gets released, the one that got released, part of that team's working on Until Dawn 2, probably. Like, they're working back and forth on these of Anthology series, but they also have, like, a team working on Until Dawn 2. It's such, a, like, a quantifiable yeah. property in terms of revenue that they'd be dumb to do that. It also depends... Until Dawn's an exclusive property, right? Sony published that, Mm. so I think it's on. I bet
2: Sony owns that.
0: Yeah, so it's on Sony. I think to figure out if they want to do a sequel, which they probably do, because like we said, this uh, anthology series is going to be multi-platform. So we'll see what happens there.
2: Sony's had them back for two exclusive PSVR games that tie into Until Dawn, so they got to want them. Do a second. Well,
0: Sony might want that, but I don't know if Supermassive necessarily wants to work on exclusives anymore or if they want to focus on the multi platform stuff, you know? Well,
2: they're also. They did playlink stuff too, right? Yeah.
0: And that's all contracts. What I'm saying is, after they finish that contract stuff with Sony of exclusive titles, I don't know if they want to go back to that or if they don't. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. Like Sony treated them bad. I'm just saying, I don't know from. A developer standpoint, if they just want to be like, let's just work on multi some for a while, and we'll worry about exclusive stuff later, you know, and then it's on Sony to be like, well, we want until do- until Don 2 made, do we wait for Super? Until Microsoft? Dude 2. Until Dude 2, the dude-ing. Um The second story, uh, no new Assassin's Creed game in 2019. This is via Gamespot.com by Timur Hussein. In an interview at Gamescom 2018, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot stated that there will not be an Assassin's Creed game in 2019. He stated the only reason there are Assassin's Creed games releasing in back-to-back years is because Origins and Odyssey were being developed at the same time by different teams. He said to look for DLC next year um, for Odyssey, but there will not be a um, Assassin's Creed game. Because he said it kind of cheekily, he said there will not be a a, a mainline, a proper Assassin's Creed name, game next year. And then the interviewer was like, so, like, a spinoff or a remaster or what are you talking about? He's like, oh, no, like, we're not releasing any Assassin's Creed game. We're just <laughs> putting out DLC for Odyssey. Yeah, they
2: always have Assassin's Creed games. Like, they had the Rogue remaster. They had the Ezio remaster. Like, they can't help themselves. Just, you know, just quit acting like you're so fucking uh, careful and just uh, choosy with this series. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just... I guess we'll take a year off or so. Yeah, but you're going to release Rogue HD or whatever. You know, Rogue think the current consoles. So
0: I think the thing we get next year is Ezio Collection on Switch. I think that'll be their Assassin's Creed Ooh. release next year. Ooh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because th- those games are old Ooh. enough that I think that can be ported to Switch. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like OG Assassin's Creed games. Um, lovely. Yeah, so this is interesting. We were talking before the show again, Jordan, that this is going to be... I don't know if I'm a fan of this cadence, but it'd be interesting to see, you know... Um, Odyssey and Origins were obviously developed on the same uh, version of that engine, right, that they used for Assassin's yeah. Creed. Um, Odyssey has slightly um, more improvements and different mechanics solely because it's been in the oven longer, even though they both started around the same time, according to Guillemot. Um, now that they take a year off in 2019, it's going to be interesting to see if 2020 we get a game and then 2021 we get that game, but you know, better mechanics or improvements or stuff like that. If it's going to be a... Two and then a skip, and then two and then a skip, um, if that's the cadence they go for. Or if it is every other year, it's just, you know, the skip a year came out of nowhere where they did have two teams in development because they're used to releasing one every year. So it's going to be yeah. weird and interesting. Um, and these years could definitely I think they benefit them. Take a couple years off. Yeah, and this, these years can benefit them with the new uh, generation on the horizon, right? If they have that year to skip and kind of toy away with the new generation of consoles and figure that out. Um, it could benefit them. And if they have two teams working at the same time, they could do a thing where they have a, quote-unquote, like, last-gen Assassin's Creed and the next-gen one, right? Because they had that with, was it Rogue? Am I right about that? Yep. Yeah.
2: Because it was originally, they released it at the same time as Unity, but it was last-gen and Unity was this-gen.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah, interesting there to not have an Assassin's Creed next, next year. Uh, I wish it was this year, considering we have, like, Red Dead and a bunch of stuff. And so far, everything at the beginning of next year is crazy. We don't have much at the second half of next year to be, like, I mean, maybe, uh, uh, man, I am brain farting. Allie and Joel, Last of Us Part Two. I cannot think of that game. I cannot think (laughs) of that game. I was about
2: to say it, but I was like, he knows what The Last of Us is. Yeah, man, I could, I
0: kept wanting to say leftovers for some reason. I was like, no, oh, you're an yeah, idiot. Oh yeah,
2: the leftovers.
0: Yeah, um, the for next sure. news story here. We finally have the July 2018 MPDs. We're gonna go from five to one. Um, have either of you seen this already? No. May Can you, I want both of you to guess what the best selling game was for the for the uh, for, for the, month the month of July? Oh man, what came out in fucking June, in July? Uh, cra- crash released, Octopath released, uh, Crash for Xbox, obviously. Octopath released, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't even know, it man. Madden? Yeah. Does Madden release in July? No, Madden released in August, August 14th or 10th.
1: Any Any know, guesses? Or you guys just want to guess, it's fine. GTA 5. Okay. I'm going to say... Number one. Uh... Octopath.
0: Uh, okay, uh, and what do you expect the fifth best-selling game is? Crash. Octopath. <laughs> you can guess I'll give it to you, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it could be... I know it's in the top five, and it could be five or one. I don't know. So, number five was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Remember, for all Nintendo okay. titles, they don't count digital sales, so they could easily be way higher. Um, so, Legend of Zelda Breath Jesus of the Wild is number goodness. five. Uh, crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was number four. Still kicking. Um, it's been like the yeah. top-selling game in the UK for like six months or something. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's, they love their Crash over there, <laughs> Yeah. They're all about uh, their PlayStations.
0: Number three, Mario Kart 8. Once again, not including digital sales. You were close, okay. Dom. Number two, Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, I guess people are just... Always a safe guess, man. Exactly. It's that game just keeps on selling. And number one, Octopath Traveler, which is awesome Ooh, to see. Yeah. I still need to get back to it. Uh, I'm. I think I'm like four, four or five hours in. I I need to hop back into it, dude. Um, I was
2: about to roll up on Octopath and I saw it was sixty dollars and I was like, not right now, dude. Yeah. I will wait for a sale. Yeah. That's such a thirty or forty dollar game to me. And the same with these fucking. Tokyo RPG factory games. Like you guys are making these, you know, throwback games. They don't need
0: to be full or almost full price. Like get out of here with that shit. Well, and the I'm funny not thing, about it. forty bucks. And the well, the funny thing is that people made the argument that the amount of work that goes into it for like a game as stylized as Octopath Traveler, that's why it costs sixty bucks because like the animation, Bullshit. the art style, all that stuff. And like I understand that argument, cool. But like Cuphead was made. Cool. Cuphead was made, and that game sold for twenty dollars, and that game's also yeah. labor-intensive in terms of uh, art design. You know, so yeah. I don't know if that's a legitimate excuse. I got it because I, I was already hyped for that game. Would I, would I want to purchase it for sixty? No, I completely agree with you that I see it as like a thirty or forty dollar dollar title. I just gave in yeah. to, you know, consumerism. I and capitalism. instead
2: went with Dead Cells Switch, Okami Switch, and then since I had the the season one through three save on PS4. I went with uh, Walking Dead Telltale on PS4.
0: Yeah, smart choice. Um, yeah. See, Octopath. It's cool to see that game sell as much as it did. We're gonna get a sequel. Let's see what the weird title is for that. Is it like, uh, I don't. What would be the 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 nine version?
1: <laughs>
0: Octo. I don't know, I don't know what. Na- I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, or it's Octopath Traveler two. Or quad quadrupath, it's like it cuts it in half. Um, uh, some other news from the July MPD outside of those sales. Um, something I didn't list: Far Cry Five still the best-selling game of the year. Number two is still God yeah. of War. Um, Dude, Ubisoft is crazy like that. Um, it they had whenever Ghost Recon was that 2016 or Wildlands? No, Division. So it was Division 2016. Wildlands yeah, 2017, yeah. and then now they're Far Cry Five.
2: No, as well. shooters, for Honor they,
1: for a while, right? Was like yeah, the like selling they year.
2: have
0: the best-selling
2: games for a long time throughout every year, whether yeah. it be Far Cry Five or Ghost Recon, um, and then Siege with its comeback. Obviously, Division very popular. It's, so it's because they
1: they're all going for they all hit early in the year, right? When there's not much else that's multi-platform. So well, I mean, they're all dude, shooters, so which caters to a massive audience. Summers.
0: Yeah. Um. The other things I wanted to get to, the interesting information, was that Nintendo was uh, July's best-selling hardware platform in both dollar sales and units. This is really interesting because usually, for the past couple of months, Nintendo's dominated in units sold, but Sony's been the one that's taken the dollar amount, right? Because obviously a PlayStation costs more than uh, a Switch, for the most part, here or there. But they actually won in both dollars and units sold. Um, And then they went on to say, Microsoft and Sony are both doing fine. Uh, Xbox One hardware sales are trending up. In terms of dollar sales, the Xbox One platform grew by 50% year-over-year. In July, year-to-date, it's more than 60%. So what that shows with them not talking about Sony's numbers is Sony did sell well, but they're not up year-over-year, which makes sense considering it's a console that sold over 80 million units. You know what I mean? You're gonna have years where it didn't sell as well as the year before just because people have already bought it. You know what I mean? It's kind of how that works. that's pretty much it for July MPD. Um, the only other interesting information is that Grand Theft Auto V is in the top five for games sold this year and for the last twelve months. So, just keeps on ticking. Ugh, it's crazy. Damn. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I want to see a month because it's going to happen eventually. Maybe like next February or so, where Red Dead, where GTA V sells more than Red Dead. You know, on the MPD. Oh yeah.
1: This yeah. Is the thing.
0: Here's the thing. People don't
2: realize there's going to be a month sometime, probably around launch time of the next consoles, where the top 10 MPD contains both Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto 6. And maybe even Red Dead at the same time. Red
0: Dead 2? Yeah. <laughs> God. Ugh. It's going to be crazy. So um strap... Hold your butts, kids. (laughs) Hold your buns. Hold on to your butts. Um, Some quickie news real quick. We got some release dates. Uh, They announced a Dark Souls trilogy that's coming out the same day uh, as the Switch version comes out, which is October 19th. It's going to be on PS4 and Xbox One. It's going to cost $80. And the limited, uh, sorry, the physical edition is going to be limited. It's a really beautiful still case with a bonfire on it. So if you're into those physical versions, definitely get on those pre-orders because they're in limited quantity and they're going to go fast. Dom's or pre-ordering like six of them, so you got to be into it. Sun. Yeah. the um, Yeah. DMC5 got a release date of March 8th. Uh, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice also got a release date in March of oh,
1: 2019. Ooh, man, that shit uh, looks
0: good too. Which oh, is March 22nd.
2: I, I hope it is. I hope so.
0: And then um, this one kind of got swept under the rug because it's not a, one of these like big AAA titles, but Mutant Year Zero uh, Road to Eden which is the tactics game that involves like a girl who can turn into stone Howard the Duck and like a talking pig um, Mutant is,
2: Year Zero Road to Eden, Path of Exile
0: Redemption Cave of Vengeance yeah, <laughs> it's a too long of a name um, Cave of Vengeance <laughs> It's releasing December 4th, which is the same release date as uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm interested in this game. This is definitely a sale game for me, but I am interested in it. I love anthropomorphic animals, um, and I love the humor in this game. Like, during one of the teaser trailers, the pig, the anthropomorphic pig, finds, uh, like, a can of spam, and he just looks over to the human girl and just, like, shakes his head. He's just like, I can't believe Jared's you guys were that. eating us.
2: You know. So. about that. all about that red
0: wall. Exactly. Uh, anthropomorphic Animals, number one. They're all. It's also on the list right next to Norse Mythology on the Jared Starter Pack. <laughs> um, so, okay, you know what
2: I'm thinking then. It's animals back in the days of North, exactly. Norse Mythology being anthropomorphized.
0: Give me a statue, $200 collector's edition, I'm in, 100%. <laughs> um, what those release dates real so, quick.
2: So, wait, real quick, Jared, have you been reading uh, Thor from Marvel?
0: No, it's some it's one of the fresh charts that I haven't even read issue 1 for, but it's I have it downloaded. I just Ugh. haven't gotten to
2: it yet. So it's fucking gorgeous. It the art make, looks like it's made out of lava. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Ooh. It's gorgeous. But there's a uh Thor has a talking dog called Thori and you know it's back the back there in them Norse mythological days, so it's right up your alley. You got what you want?
0: Um Captain Marvel has a pet cat, alien cat, named Chewie, and they're actually changing nice. the name of it in the comics to uh, Goose? Is that the nickname from Top Gun? Is it Goose? Yeah. 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 So people think they're doing that because, like, obviously she's a pilot, which would be a really cool thing to see in the Captain Marvel movie, too, of her having that pet cat and it's named uh, Goose. Um, but with these, you don't uh, think
2: it's because Chewie sounds like a ethnic type deal? Well,
0: oh. well Chewie is named after else. Chewbacca. Uh that's, that's where they originally Oh,
2: I thought it was like like a Mexican thing they're like yeah we can't have that anymore we got to get this a new name this fucking cat
0: Yeah they wanted to name it her uh the, the cat was named Chewie after Chewbacca but I think they're changing it because
2: gotcha.
0: Spider-Man already kind of does the Star Wars references and on top of that they probably want that character to be you know known as a pilot first so like naming a goose is like oh yeah. the movie takes place in the 90s which is 10 years after Top Gun you know what I mean it kind of yeah. makes sense um,
2: it's weird how they make them. They like can kind of conform a lot of the comics to fit with the MCU just because of how popular it is. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Um, but it could be selling more comics, which is great because that means they'll continue. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, have you heard the going on a tangent real quick? Have you guys heard? Maybe not, Dom. Uh, Jordan, have you heard the theory that Uncle Ben was like a movie aficionado, and that's why like. Uh, Peter Parker in the MCU is, like, super into old movies because nice. uh, Uncle Ben used to, like, watch movies with him, and that was their thing.
2: And now he lives through the cinema, and he's coming back to life in Spider-Man Far From Home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, before we get to the last story, the thing I wanted to mention is with these new release dates, I'm going to read to you guys the beginning of next year, okay? It's pretty ridiculous. January 25th, Resident Evil 2 Remake. January 20. I mean, that shit...
1: That shit looks good, too. Yeah, January, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. G- January 29th, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, oh, yeah. February 12th, Trials Rising. Finally got a release date. That's a huge one for me. I love the Trials games. Oh, yeah. Especially that's Go on Switch, Jared. too. It's going to be huge. I think people. Yeah, are baby. Like February 22nd, Days Gone. February 22nd, oh, yeah. Anthem. Ooh. Ooh. February 22nd, Metro Exodus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. February 2019, Crackdown 3. March 8th, Devil May Cry 5, March 15th, The Division 2, March 21st, The Sinking City, which is that uh um HP Lovecraftian uh no no no, you're thinking of uh SOS. This is the Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the kind of like vampire but more HP Lovecraftian. Um oh yeah, it's by the Sherlock Exactly. Holmes guys. Yeah. Um, so, it's not a huge title, but still, it's a title people are interested in. And then March 22nd, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And so, a bunch
2: of those are going to move. Maybe I think somebody will be smart and go to July where it's
0: dead always. Sekiro could. Uh, I think Sekiro stays. Uh, for me, I think the most Sekiro. likely ones. I think the ones in February are the ones that can move. I think Crackdown Three is staying there. I think Microsoft they've already there's been news reports that like they don't want it to move at all. I think Crackdown is staying February no matter what. Days Gone? Days Gone could get delayed. Anthem can get delayed. Metro Exodus can make a smart move. I think those three so are the, the ones that can like move out of the way.
2: They've got a decision to make with uh, Days Gone. I know they've delayed it, but uh, my God, it's gonna get slaughtered.
1: Yeah. I forgot all about it, man. What's going on, like?
2: It's just it's no one.
0: No one talks about it. <laughs> just like it's yeah. there. It's coming out. It, it's uh, gonna come out. I gotta
1: get it out far enough before last us two. Will he, no, If it's, it's gonna come out, and instead of like you know, oh, finally Sony released a you know a, a an okay, you know, first party game or mediocre first party game. Now, but it won't even be that. I think I feel like it's just gonna come out and. No one's going to say much of anything. I think it's going to be Sunset
0: Overdrive, which Sunset Overdrive is like a good game, but like people forgot about it. It's not
1: going to be as good. No, no, no.
0: I'm not saying quality wise. I'm saying uh, people forgetting about it, Jordan. I'm not saying
2: not soil the (laughs) game of Sunset Overdrive, which is a perfect precursor
0: to Spider-Man. Nice Jack and Dexter reference. Um, Thank thank y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's. I mean, even I know it's a month afterwards, but like I think even Resident Evil 2 remake is competition for Days Gone. Of like people are, you know, people are into zombies. I know that the same, not the same type of game. Like that game looks great. Uh, word of mouth on Resident Evil 2 Remake is going to be huge for a lot of the game's media. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I really think that no matter if Days is Gone is good or bad, if it doesn't move, it's going to get buried. Even if it does move, it might get buried. I think PSX and the Game Awards are going to be a huge indication of where this game sits. I think PSX is going to be the point where we hear if it's delayed or not. If they come out with another trailer at, at uh, Game Awards, I think it definitely hits February 22nd. If... They talk about it at PSX, but don't really mention much, and then we don't see it at Game Awards. I think it could get delayed even in January. They can make an announcement. Because I don't, like you said, uh, Dom, I don't think this is a game that Sony's like fully behind necessarily, so I think they're fine with like pushing it, even if it's a month out, you know? We'll see. I don't know. Beginning of the year is crazy. I'm just glad Sekiro yeah. I mean, finally has a release date. They're,
1: they're heavy on Spider-Man right now. They're heavy on God of War. I think maybe, probably after Spider-Man comes out... <laughs> they'll start pushing Days Gone will now. not have the marketing that God of War Spider-Man has not even Oh this. no <laughs> yeah not as much but it won't be behi- you know right now it's like mm-hmm. kind of shadowed behind mm-hmm. Spider-Man mm-hmm. marketing right so Yeah
0: mm-hmm. I mean I think also it depends on how I mean this is dumb a dumb correlation but depending on how well The Walking Dead season hits too that could be motivation for people to go out and get it cuz doesn't uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. during doesn't the mid-season premiere happen around February cuz it starts in October And then it ends, and then it comes back in February. So that could be huge for it, too. I know they're not the same, but, like, that zombie fever could strike while the iron's hot. The last news story before we close out here, guys. Uh, This one's really weird. So The Verge, uh, Tom Warren over at The Verge, reported that uh, Microsoft is planning on offering their hardware paired with both Gold and Game Pass for a monthly subscription fee for two years. The service is codenamed Project Largo and would roll out to Microsoft stores at launch in the U.S., it would offer the Xbox One X or the S, but I'm going over the plan for the Xbox One X specifically, with Live Gold and at Game Pass for $34.99 a month for 24 months. Um, I did the math on this. MSRP of you buying it straight out versus this proposed subscription total price. The MSRP for all of this is around $740. Um, obviously, it could be cheaper or more expensive, depending, right? Um, but it's around $740. Through the subscription, it's around $840. So, the interest on it is nice. around $100, which, if anybody out there listening is familiar with like Rena Center or any of these places, that's actually a really good deal for it only being $100 more at the end of it. Um, usually, I've seen people who have done this with Rena Center and stuff for consoles and for like the, the the Xbox 360. You could have got one near its life end of its lifespan for around $200 to $250. And at Rena Center, at the end of it, it's like $700 to $800. You know what I mean? Because they just nickel and dime you and fork you with the interest rates, and it's crazy. Um, Another thing before we get into it is that they offer this kind of plan with the 360 uh, six <laughs> Why years ago. You not wait until you have $200 or $250? Like, it, what are you doing? That's a lot different than that's 500 cool. right, for, for uh, Xbox One X. Um, I, I will
2: say about this. If you're unable to pay outright for a console, you're going to have a tough time. Because unless you're just planning on getting a couple games and not really having very many accessories or um, you know having an online subscription... Uh, gaming is an ongoing expense as unfortunate as it may be and that's not necessarily unfortunate cuz you're getting to play new stuff and do cool things on your console but
1: yeah I do i'm think with you you
2: need to be prepared to to be able to spend at least a a portion of your money you know every now and then to but the, be i don't playing your game for it not to be a waste of money in the first place but yeah i don't yeah. think this is
0: for the hardcore though the hardcore are going to buy the console outright
2: i don't yeah i'm just saying in general i don't think uh yeah, if you're if you're going to buy a console, I just think, you know, if you're not going to be hardcore, that's fine, but I still don't think it's worth it. Um especially if you're not going to be that into it, then either why are you getting in the first place or why can't you just wait until you have the money for it and yeah. it for a couple of years. I mean, and this isn't like whatever. Yeah.
1: This isn't like personal the personal finance podcast or anything, but um as, yeah, generally the smaller the principle for something, you know, the you should avoid having to finance it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Generally, uh, but even if it's not, there is some interest on this if you look at it like that. But well, unless you're only going to buy, unless you're only going to buy like the one or
2: so games up front, then. You, it is an ongoing expense. Yeah, but this you is coming with Game Pass
0: attached to it, so that's the thing. Is like they're paying $30 point a month with Game Pass. Sure. And Game Pass has a ton of games on it, and Fortnite's yeah. free. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we. Yeah, Fortnite's I mean, if f-
2: this is your deal, then more power to you.
0: Options. That's all consumers. I'm all for options. If you're the type of person that wants yeah. to buy the console, all right. If you're the type of person, but the thing is too, we're not talking about. Uh, the rate there is going to be a plan for the Xbox One S. This plan specifically, the 34.99 is for the X. You know, um, I just think I'm yeah. I'm cool with options. I think if you give your consumers more options to be able to purchase your product, that's good for Microsoft because um, though oh, we can sure. sit here and good logically say why buying it outright is better, to some people. Paying $34.99 a month is just more viable to them and they think it makes more sense than paying $500 for a console. No matter if they continue to buy games afterwards, it's just a weird thing with the way people's brains work, you know what I mean? For some people it just makes more sense for them to do this. Um, and this isn't coming out of left field. Uh, Microsoft did the same thing uh, about six years ago with the 360. There was uh, The way that one worked is you would pay 100 bucks up front and then for 15 bucks a month over two years uh, as well, and you would get a 360 with a two-year warranty and Xbox Live Gold. So they're doing something similar. It's not like out of the blue. This isn't something new for Microsoft.
1: Um, yeah. And like I think MSI or ASUS or one of those companies, I can't remember, did this with like graphics cards, which was even more bizarre and more you know fiscally irresponsible. Like you could, yeah. Basically, and that those might have even been leases. I can't remember where you never even technically owned it. Yeah. Um, unless you paid something extra at the end or something, but. It was yeah, where you paid monthly for a graphics card that was like six hundred bucks or something, because you know, and it made more sense there too because graphics cards are more out of reach than consoles, you know, especially the expensive ones. But so yeah, this isn't a a new thing by any means. It's,
0: even not even the expensive ones. Like once the the Bitcoin and uh, uh, currency came up, and there was a flood of the used uh, market for graphics cards, like. Even like baseline graphics cards were hiking up in price like $600 to $700. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, the PC I use now, it's a very, very good editing PC and gaming PC. That graphics card would cost almost as much as my PC build did now. You know what I mean? The way the prices mm. spiked. So, yeah, I'm just all for choices. This isn't like the only way you can buy an Xbox moving forward. I think that'd be an entirely different conversation. <laughs> um, but the fact that this is an option, I think, is fine. I think the more revenue streams you can pull and the more options you give people, the better. Um, the other, the more interesting part of this story is there was a thing attached that we were expected to see a $150 accessory at the Inside Xbox for Games Cup. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Elite controller, it's a second Elite controller, it's Elite 2, it's Elite 2. Apparently that accessory was pulled towards the last minute because they just didn't want to showcase it anymore, I guess. Turns out that the accessory is coming out in October, a couple of weeks after Forza Horizon 4, and it's not the Elite Controller 2. So, my assumption, this it's wasn't anywhere in the article, my assumption is that's a racing wheel maybe? Yeah. yeah, makes more sense, right? If it's coming out that close to Forza, it's not the Elite 2. What other $150 accessory could it
1: be? Some people are Let me sli- hit you with this. Okay, Let me hit you with this. What if it's Scarlet? What if it's the streaming box?
0: No, I don't think so. Why would that launch in October? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why not. Cause yeah. it's a spooky streaming console. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily outside the realm of possibility. Um, but if it's I had pretty a, far, if close I had a, outside the realm, exactly, it's right on the rim, the outer <laughs> rim, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I want to see when this thing actually gets announced, what it is, and uh, how, how it works. Um, not the accessory, the VR headset. The subscription service. $150 for a VR headset. I don't... Yeah, why not? Maybe, I guess. I don't know. I don't think well, it's that I'm important. Not. I think it's just a what racing wheel. I think it's just a racing <laughs> wheel. Um, well, just give it away. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys want some VR... That's it for this week's show. Let's talk about what we're going to be playing. Um, for me, it's Graveyard Keeper. Um, going back into Octopath Traveler. I'll have time now. Um, i my free time to game. Uh, getting back to um, Arkham City as well. I'm um, going to try mm. to finish that up and Arkham Knight before... I have plenty of time now. Finish it up before Spider-Man comes out. Uh, those are my two priorities, Arkham Knight and Arkham City. Um, thinking about what else... I'm thinking... Has, does anything... like I need. To, I want to watch Disenchantment, which is a new series on Netflix from the guy who made Futurama and uh, Simpsons. Oh, yeah. like Apparently there's a lot of cool Futurama Easter eggs in it, so I'm super excited for that. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Ozark season two comes out, but I haven't even watched the first season, so it really go. doesn't do much for me. There you go. That's um, What we're talking about. What about you guys? What are you guys gonna be playing? Uh, the only game that matters these days, Jared. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah, praise I mean, the damn
1: sun. Yeah, I assumed that was gonna the be only your answer. That Ugh. If only I could be so grossly incandescent. <laughs> oh, um, is there how
0: many achievements are in the DLC? Have you already gotten those or trophies? And there are trophies. none.
1: Oh, cool! Makes it way easier. For I mean. Yeah, I don't... You know what? That's a, that's a weird thing because, I, yeah, I've gone through the trophy list. Nothing from the DLC. But I feel like when I played the DLC back on Xbox 360, there were. I'll do some there research, on What
0: I'll do is I'll, I'll get on my yeah. version and I'll check the achievements and see if there's achievements for it. And yeah. we'll see what's happening there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm curious now because I thought there was.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's weird to release a DLC without achievements or trophies. Very weird.
1: That raises a bigger question. Actually, I already know the answer. So in, in a, for example in Skyrim the remaster on PS4 you you know to get the platinum you don't have to get the DLC trophies right it's how it was originally set up So just if that were the case doesn't appear to be the case in Dark Souls at least on PS4 where there's DLC trophies but I would assume I don't know if that's a precedent for all games though On Xbox you know, it's not like that yeah it's very weird Huh Yeah on Xbox it's all the achievements even the DLC achievements Oh I meant like Well, in the Skyrim case, like... It's different because on PlayStation there's a separate Platinum trophy. So, like... I got you. You see
0: where I'm going? I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Uh Whereas with the Xbox, it's just more gamer score. I I understand. Right. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what are you going to be playing? So, I got to say,
2: as we near, we're in the zone, man. I'm feeling the burn for Spider-Man more and more each day. And, uh, you should get that checked out now <laughs> <I'm
1: just kidding. laughs>
0: Now that
2: I've finished uh, Sony's last uh, exclusive um, or big one at least uh, in God of War um, just yeah I'm really getting excited for Spider-Man so I'll say that um, but I'm sure I'll play more Dead Cells I was also jumping it was uh, making me feel like jumping into Hollow Knight so I did that I'll probably do that some more um, I need to get to episode one of Walking Dead season four, Telltale.
0: Same. I have it um, bought and downloaded. Haven't gotten to it yet. Good call. Yeah, I'm going to be playing that so, this week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, who knows? I might pop into something else. I've been trying to play the second uh, Tomb Raider, but I'm I'm starting to wonder if I'm even necessarily interested in these games after the original reboot. So, who knows if I'll... Just play Uncharted instead. Into that, but there's obviously there's plenty of stuff to be playing, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Did you say play Uncharted instead? Yeah. <laughs> They're different games.
2: <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are very different. I would honestly, yeah. uh, having gotten through the great Uncharted stories, it's like if I'm playing something, I'd much rather play Tomb Raider.
0: Yeah. I really love the shooting and stuff in Tomb Raider. Obviously, the story is like, whatever, but...
2: If we could just, I swear to God, if they could just combine the gameplay of Tomb Raider with the storytelling of Uncharted. My goodness.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, Next week will be episode 109. We should be back with everybody um, preparing for the horizon of Spider-Man. Will that be the first game in a while that we all have it release? I'm trying to think of the, last, the last game we one? all had to release. Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Did we all have Super Mario Odyssey at launch?
1: Yeah, I had it day one, man.
0: Yeah, what's the other... I got, that I got a Switch for it, remember? What's the other big no. release? I'm trying to think. Both of you had God of War. I didn't, obviously. You can't you can roll every PlayStation exclusive. The other... Tr- any other big triple A's that came out? Uh... I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. No, not really, right? Mmm... Wow, it's yep. a
1: rare occurrence.
0: Yeah, rare occurrence. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Well, now that I own a PS4, it could happen a lot more often. <coughs>
2: um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, obviously, we're all day one for Days Gone.
0: <laughs> it, it, obviously, you wanted. You, you were saying you are saying Madon should be 40, uh, 20 bucks. Days Gone. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> we'll see, but we'll see Maybe.
0: about this old super massive game. What do you? Did you chime in on that dumb? What do you think? What price point
1: is Madame Madon going to be? The single. Yeah. 40, with Or, me. cool. I think there might be. Actually, no, there won't be any kind of bundle. Not until they're all out.
0: Wait, we don't even know what the second. Ent- what do you you're going to buy a year subscription and just hope when well, those games are like, out? What are they? Just going to release Maybe, all true.
2: 39 throughout the years or what? what are Sounds we doing like doing they're going to be two spaced apart.
0: Like a lifetime membership to the Dark. Uh, what is yeah, it? What does it we say? Dark here? Arts? No, it's not the, the dark, dark Arts. Dark Arts. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you can, please follow us on uh, iTunes. Leave a review. definitely helps us out. If you can, also go to our YouTube. Even if you don't watch the video version, you listen to the audio version, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, It helps us out. Go to the latest video we uploaded and click that like button too and smash that notification. I'm just kidding. Fuck off. Um, If you want to as well, we're on Twitter. I am at Jared underscore. Dom is at Dom. uh, Dom, Is it Dom loves Oreos?
1: Dom's Oreos. No. Dom's Oreos, man. Dom's Oreos. It's the first time oh, I've seen it. What them, is man, wrong with you? Let me, i got to tell the listeners. i got to tell the listeners. Hold on real quick. Fried real quick. Oreos. Jordan is in Melomotis fried, as well. Go ahead. I'm just blowing the whole show up right now with my nonsense. Fried Oreos are the best thing that's ever been available to You're eat. You're too old years. of a man to just experience this now. This is exactly – oh, man. This is the same conversation me and Emily had where I was like, i got to call my parents and tell them off because why is it taking me this long? <laughs> To have tried this, why didn't they give this? To hey, mom,
2: go fuck yourself! <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to have fried Oreos, and you just abandoned me.
0: I wonder. I was like, where have I been? Like, w- this is amazing. I wonder if the percentage is of people who, for the first time ever, trying a fried insert uh, snack food or sugary uh, like candy. Jalapenos was at, a, was at a state fair. I'm pretty sure it's like 98. percent Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where else do you get it? Um, I guess like a like Maybe a. Yourself. Like a cart or like a street truck They have or like something. appetizers
2: at Chili's or whatever, you know. Chili's. Ooh, baby, background. Fried rims. jalapenos.
0: Um, okay. Anyway. End, <laughs> End the show, man. End the show. <laughs> anyways, you can also follow the uh, Controlled Interest account at CTRLINT. It's Controlled Interest abbreviated. Tweet all of the latest podcasts. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week and uh, see you guys later. Also, bye Vita since it died.